MOPS is where the party is at. We love hearing speakers and our meetings and wanted to continue the conversation and dig a little deeper. So we came up with the Chapel MOPS After Party Podcast. Your hosts, Barkley and me, Summer. Happy holidays! So we're yes. just wrapping up Thanksgiving and Happy on Thanksgiving. To I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. It is now past, but we're saying it again. <laughs> yes. And did you have well a well family, well kids? Yes. Everyone was healthy. Amazing. I know. We went into the week and two of my kids got sick. Went to, well, this whole school, like right before forty yes. kids went home in one day, guys. Four zero. <laughs> like it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. But thankfully, Wednesday, I went out for a walk. I came back, and two of my kids who were sick were outside playing soccer. And I was that like, That was a pretty quick one. That's amazing. Was it just a cold? It was, I think, just a cold. I was afraid it was the flu, and they just bounced back good. That's and good. I was like, Hallelujah. So we still got to celebrate Thanksgiving with my family, which was awesome. That's good. Yes. I think that's everyone's fear this time of year. I know, right? Yeah. Okay, so speaking of sickness, that's what we're talking about today. Woo, I'm so excited. <laughs> Every mom's like, yes. No, it's we're all life. dealing with it. Let's we're talk about it. it. But we have two special MOPS guests from our group who are on with us today. And so we have Christina and Caitlin. And so we met them this year. They're yeah, both, both well, new. Christina's been at MOPS last year too, yes. but Caitlin's new. And so we got to know them this year and we we're yeah. like, hey, could you come and talk we to the hit MOPS them up. moms about like when should we take our child to the doctor? Yeah. What, what dosage should I give my child? Yeah. And so they're the experts and their moms, which I think is like a double right. amazing thing. Yeah. Because they know what moms go through. Exactly. They're in so, the midst of it right now. They both have little. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, Christina, could you introduce yourself? Tell yes. us about your family, your profession, and why you love mops. Of course. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Throw that in there. Yes. My name is Christina. Um, I have two little ones. I have Ivy, who's 20 months old. You're adorable. And then Jace, my peanut, he just turned six months. Um, I am a physician assistant. I've been a physician assistant for, gosh, 10 years now, which is crazy to say. Um, I work in an urgent care setting, so I see a lot of the sick kiddos come my way. And then, um, yeah, like Summer said, I joined MOPS last year, and I've gotten really involved in it. And I absolutely love MOPS and the connection to other moms that it's Mm -hmm. brought me both the joys and the commiserations of being a mom <laughs> it's, it's good to know that we all go through it together yes. and mm-hmm. and no one's um no one's left out from the joys and challenges of motherhood yeah. Yeah. and caitlin tell us about you so i'm caitlin um i am a neonatal intensive care nurse i have been working in that field for six years um I am a mom, a fairly new mom. I have a little six-month-old baby girl. Uh, her name so is Elena. Cute. <laughs> she is pretty baby cute. fever, guys. I'm a little <laughs> Which was so fun because when they were speaking at MOPS, we got, Barkley and I got babies. to hold the ba- your babies, and it was so mm-hmm. fun. Keep them entertained. So majority of my experience is um, babies who are born prematurely or have difficulties kind of transitioning from being in utero to being out here in the world. So, mm. um Okay, I had a question oh, that came up that. when I was talking wait, to you. Oh, wait, that's right. Mops. I'm so sorry. That's <laughs> right. Tell us. It's okay. I drew a blank. Yeah. And so it's okay. What else that's right. Say? Mops. Tell yes. us why, you love it. why I love mops. Well, my husband is actually military, and so we are new to the area as well. And I 
didn't have a way to really connect or make any friends. And I can confidently say I have made some friends through Yay. MOPS. So it's been great. <laughs> and Wonderful. can you share like the story that you did MOPS before you had kids? You helped serve. I'm just saying oh, yeah. it. I, Don't give it all I away. Know. <laughs> She's like, She's like, can you tell us about what I just said? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I actually did um, child care for mops when I was in college at the church oh, that I was so going cool. to. That cool. So that's part of how I knew about mops. And then my mom was actually in a mops group 25 years ago with Stop my brother. It. So that's awesome. And yeah. she's always loved babies since then because you worked with, in the nursery with I yes, I worked in like the well. one year old classroom. So I love them all. Yeah, I, I love them, but what? not to that Summer point. does not love babies. Don't let her lie. I'm like, no, tell no. me what's wrong with you. Tell me. She's just like, no, I don't like I this stage at all. I think after six months. I don't She's like, give it to me after six months. It's a tough stage, that's for sure. They just, they're like not interactive as much. And yeah. yeah. Well, and yeah. you don't know what's wrong. You just got to. Yeah. It's yeah. more stressful, yeah. but I love it, it all. Yes. <laughs> okay, my question yes. for you. So you said you see like all the sick kids. Right. How do you keep yourself healthy and like not bringing stuff home to your family? Or don't you? Are you guys sick a lot? Um, I don't know. Well, part of that I think speaks to, like I said, I've been doing this for 10 years. So I like to think that I developed a really good immune system over the way. um, But no, my family, we work hard to keep ourselves healthy, just overall being active, being outdoors, you know, eating healthy foods, just overall trying to stay active and healthy lifestyle. Um, But I do think my years of exposure have given me a really strong immune system. I, I like to think that I bring less home to my family then but yeah. um they still those kids are petri dishes well, so kids, yeah they still they're bring homeless. their own things home <laughs> oh, yeah. but at I'm least curious i don't have a ton of guilt that i'm the one bringing no, it to them no, so that's yeah. good i was just curious because it's like you that's got to be tough yeah when it is I, tough my first year of teaching it was so funny because i was pretty well except one time i got like a stomach flu and it was horrible but Oof. my first year because you're exposed to more kids that you ever had oh yeah, yeah of course but my husband had like what my kids in my class had and i was fine i was gonna say i was I the was same like, way vince got sick all the time and i did not i'm like you have what yeah. johnny has like <laughs> i was like wow i must have brought that home i'm sorry <laughs> honey that's why i try and remind myself with every illness we're just you know, as we get through it and get on the other end of it, at least hopefully you're making your immune system stronger. So yeah, yeah, try and absolutely. see one silver lining to it. Yeah. Right. And I feel like when I had my children and they were young, they got sick all the time. And now that I have teenagers, they get sick, but nothing like when they were little. Right. And it's because their immune system has built up well, and they're and stronger. Exactly. They're not putting the fingers in the mouth. That too. <laughs> Too. Their fingers and everything else. Like, the, the goals of hygiene yeah. change as you get older. <laughs> that is true. That mm. is true. But yes, I do feel like it, it is a lot better. Yeah. But. So cold and flu season has hit. It Most is, definitely. I feel like it's worse this year. I feel like we're we're paying for yes. being locked up for two yeah. years, and we're just catching everything right now. I Unfortunately, I think that's true. Yeah. If you look at the numbers, that, that right? does seem fair. And it, it hit us a little earlier in the year. Yeah. This right. year is what we're seeing. I feel like it's hit September and now November. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm like, kids are coughing. And- yeah. Well, I just, we spent two years avoiding everything. Like my kids were, have never been healthier. And now it's just like, well, they're being so exposed to so much right now. And right. I think their immune systems are down because they're not used to fighting as much. And mm-hmm. so... They're literally catching everything. (laughs) Pretty accurate. (laughs) Yeah. So what are the steps when our children get the flu? What are some tips that we can, as moms, help them recover and get better? 
So the biggest thing when our kids get sick actually is that most of what they're catching are viruses. They, um, because their immune systems are naive, they are a lot more susceptible as we've been talking about. Um, but being that 90% of the illnesses are viruses, there is no kind of magic cure. You can't run and get antibiotics to help it because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's a virus. It's not yeah. a bacteria. So the biggest thing that we can do is kind of support their symptoms. So um, we'll talk more about it. But hydration, um, humidification, nasal saline. And then there are a few different medications that you can use to kind of help um, reduce fever, pain with sore throats natural kind of Mm -hmm. options as well so Mm -hmm. mostly just symptom support yeah Yeah. what do you think about popsicles they are wonderful it's a form of hydration (laughs) and a a great soother for sore throat so it's genius i'm like i was giving reese this week popsicles and he's like i can have another one it's a little mood booster too yeah find the 100 fruit i don't know there are some but i was like it's a like it's liquid oh yeah so it's good it cools their throat exactly so how do we know when we should go into the doctor i think that's the biggest i think we sometimes tend to jump the gun and there's not much you can do especially like you're saying if it's a virus so when would you say to come in yeah i think you know number one is to always trust your mom gut we all have it and Mm -hmm. so we all know when we look at our our kiddo if they look ill or if they look you know, just kind of off or unwell. Mm-hmm. Um, fever is usually one of the biggest indicators that we're going to look for, but I will say with that, fever doesn't indicate bacterial. Most, right. you know, many viral illnesses can still give a fever. Um, we want to, you know, make kids who have a fever comfortable. Like Caitlin mentioned, we can offer um, Tylenol or ibuprofen. But if that fever is not breaking after three days is kind of a good rule of thumb, mm-hmm. Um, then it's usually worthwhile to go in and see their pediatrician. Other things to watch for would be their energy level or their activity level. Mm-hmm. To be a little bit run down is normal, but if they're lethargic, listless, you can't get them to engage, that's definitely concerning where you'd want to bring them in. Um, and if they're not keeping anything down, you know, if you're worried about their hydration status, mm-hmm. if all that water or hydration popsicles that you're yeah. trying to push on them isn't <laughs> yeah, staying in their system. Go, I want a popsicle, yes. <laughs> yeah. Refuse it. Yeah. yeah, that's a little, yeah. that's definitely more concerning. Mm-hmm. So those are all, yeah. you know, times. Um, and then, of course, depending on the age of your child, if your child is under three months and they have a fever, that's an urgent indication to see a pediatrician. They have such naive immune systems, like Mm -hmm. Caitlin said, that under three months, any fever needs a really, um, really prompt evaluation. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's good. That is good. good. Yeah. I like it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What do you got for us? Um, Okay. So medication. Mm -hmm. I'm like thinking this through when I was a new mom. I was talking to Barton about this, yeah. and I was like, I didn't know this. Like, the Tylenol and the Advil, that you can do both dosage, right. like, mm. to prolong it, because I would just, like, wait for it to wear off, and then I'm like, and then it would just, like, the, the fever would spike. It would be not just chasing well. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So how, how would be the best to help our kids just feel comfortable um, with a fever? So... Um, as we mentioned, Tylenol and ibuprofen are both great options. Um, ibuprofen can only be used after your child is over six months old. Um, and then Tylenol, you want to make sure there's a lot of cold medications um, in particular that have Tylenol included in the ingredients. So you want to make sure that you're looking at what you're giving your kiddo mm-hmm. um, so that you're not 
doubling up on Tylenol. Mm -hmm, Um, But Tylenol and ibuprofen are great to use in conjunction um, to help manage their fever. You can actually kind of alternate which one you're giving. Um, So you can give a dose of ibuprofen and then what is it three hours later later, um, I just wanted to make sure I got that (laughs) correct (laughs) careful with the advice I'm giving (laughs) Um, so yeah you can give ibuprofen and then three hours later you can give a dose of Tylenol three hours after that go back to your ibuprofen and kind of just rotate that way that way you're maintaining coverage and you're not kind of chasing those peaks as much yeah hopefully you feel like things don't wear off as quickly like you said because they're getting something a little bit more frequently but we're alternating between the medications Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now you guys talked about how um fever is actually a good thing maybe you guys can speak to that a little bit like it's not always necessary to like quick like let's drug this fever Mm -hmm. sometimes i mean it's a good sign they have a fever yeah a fever is the body's response to illness and so it's trying to basically cook off the virus or bacteria mm-hmm. in their yeah. system. It's a it's an appropriate response to mm-hmm. an illness. Um, when we worry about a fever is when we can tell it's bothering the child. Um, so you don't have to treat the number. Like we like mm-hmm. to say, treat the child, not the number. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if your child is out playing soccer, begging yes. for popsicles, yeah. that's a great sign. Even if signs. they have yeah. a fever, <laughs> you're like, yes, they're active. They, they want to play. Go. Those are great signs. We don't have to be chasing them around with Tylenol then. Right. But if they're you know, curled up on the couch, they're uncomfortable, that fever you can tell is really bringing them down, then we definitely want to offer that support to them. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just like to provide some reassurance to mamas that that fever is is intentional it's the body's intention of how it's meant to fight off the illness because sometimes people see fever and freak out and like no that's actually a good thing thing. your body's fighting right Mm -hmm. so definitely Mm -hmm. yeah yeah okay so i think about you know so sickness is a trigger for me i don't know why as a mom but something about like okay one child gets sick i have four of them and it's like (laughs) i start sanitizing i start you know washing everything and i'm like I don't want everyone getting sick. Mm-hmm. And I mean, over time, I've just found like, hey, this is a natural thing. This happens. It's okay. You and have I have a quarantine to, room? I, I do. You're I, sick? Get in the room. Get <laughs> <laughs> into the room. You're in the room and don't come out. sick for months, guys. Yes. When you have four kids, oh, yeah. it's like, right. I mean, I hear going. you. And it goes. It, it's, yes. Yeah. And so toothbrushes, we like, one bathroom is for the sick child. Yeah. You get this bathroom, <laughs> nobody else gets it. Um, so it's, I just, is there any advice you can give to the mom who, you know, sickness is really hard for them um, yeah. to, to watch their kids be sick or just, I don't know. And not much you can do about it, really, often. And like we said earlier, treating the symptoms is, you know, it feels like that's all we have. And so it's really hard to see sick children. I think, um, like you said, you can... You can choose to try and spare all of the children, yes. but unfortunately, that probably doesn't always work no. in most circumstances. No, yeah. no so, we try, but it's yeah. not. <laughs> I just like to remind myself that every illness, like we said, is boistering that immune system. That's why as we yeah. get older, those fevers become less and less common. Mm-hmm. The illnesses don't mm-hmm. take us down quite as hard mm-hmm. as they used to. And so, um, you know, I would just reassure that mama that as long as the as long as the kids get over that illness, it's going to make them stronger in the long run. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to hear, but it's it's a fact of life these (laughs) days, especially. I think it's easy, too, to play the blame game. Like, where did we pick this up? Mm -hmm. You know, it's hard to let go of that little bit of mom guilt that we all experience. And where did it come from? Could I have done something different to keep 
my second kid from getting it from the first kid or whatever. Mm -hmm. But really it is, it's pretty much out of our control. And like Christina said, it is kind of help boosting their immune system, every little illness. So yeah, Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Just know like this is a positive, I mean, it's not fun right now, but it is good for their health in the long run. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so this might not be medically sound, <laughs> but oh, Doctor Barkley, Doctor Barkley, I on call. Swear oh. by breast milk as far as like natural <laughs> ways of like what can we do at home when you know yeah. we can't get, and we'll have to talk to that about that later about like you know sometimes doctors have to say no about antibiotics and how we feel about that, but. Um, I had uh, I had a pink eye cleared up with breast with yeah. breast milk. Mm-hmm. I have done cleared up ear infections with breast milk. <laughs> I'm telling you, liquid <laughs> gold. You're, you're talking to two really nursing oh, mothers yeah. right now, so we are right? both very pro like, breast okay. milk. Yeah. Our kids are sick. We'll be like Caitlin, Christina. Could we I'm get like, some? Yeah, come to my freezer stash. <laughs> you have no idea how much I wish I still had breast milk around. I, I remember <laughs> in my toddler's cereal, like they weren't breastfeeding anymore, but I'm like yeah. pouring milk. Oh, I did that. Yeah, with my well. So in just in case like a new mama yeah. out there and didn't know there's actually a lot you can do with breast milk yeah oh, definitely yeah. go it's, a long way yep like you said it's great for the skin so yes. when babies get like little baby eczema or if they get a little eye infection you can definitely rub some breast milk on the skin i can't say i've firsthand ever used it in the ears yeah. but i don't see why i mean obviously I don't drown their ear <laughs> did you pour it in well so it was the middle of the night so obviously i couldn't get to the doctor yeah. to like and she was just screaming in pain and i was like i you know and she must have been too young i don't know why i didn't think time i don't know there was a reason and i just just not a lot obviously like a drop maybe two into her ear and woke up the next morning not complaining at all but oh, I, I, like, want, I don't know if that I want worked. to preface her kids don't get ear infections very often. No, they don't. But the kids she do. Was but yes. I, in, yeah. In yes, pain. Yes. And I was like, and the next morning wasn't. So I'm That's saying amazing. breast milk. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> breast milk is full of tons <laughs> of amazing antibodies. You know, our immune systems yeah. have you know, like we talked about more exposure, so more mm-hmm. antibodies, and so it's great. So, yeah. We encourage all moms. Right. who are breastfeeding when their child is sick to keep breastfeeding because yeah. you can really help yeah. to support yes. their immune system and help to support them. The warmth of breast milk can also help with the mm. mucus that they have. It okay. can help to thin the mucus, so it's a little bit easier for them to clear it. Um, so there are definitely and some, for some options for breast <laughs> yeah. milk. Yeah, if you have <laughs> some in hand. You don't have to tell them that you're doing don't it. Tell them. Don't yeah. tell them. Don't tell them. It's fine. Something. <laughs> but of course, if you know your breastfeeding journey has ended or you're not, you know, yes. then there are still tons of options. But it is definitely one of those things that when you have it available, you find yourself right? finding alternative uses Just for it. Just think of ways, <laughs> right? Like what can you do to, you know, things at home if you can't get to the doctor or mm-hmm. if, you know, it's a virus, they can't do yes. anything. Yeah. I the elderberries I mm-hmm. just came upon that in the last five years and we use the syrup if we know someone's getting sick or something like that and I think that really does help they hate the taste of it mm-hmm. yeah they don't enjoy it but, but it's funky. we have been so healthy yeah. since we started taking it daily mm-hmm. yeah that and thieves we thieves. run thieves during yep. the winter that's like essential oil that vitamin works. d drops I put in their water and yeah. I think that helps yeah too. Too. some really good hot showers options to clear oh, yeah. things up hot showers another hot good showers, like natural yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some other good, like, natural ways we could be helping our kids at home? If if your kiddo is sick, honey is a great option mm-hmm. as long as they're over the age of one. Right. Okay. Um, I even use it for myself if I have, like, a scratchy throat, mm-hmm. Some either hot water with some honey in it. Uh, you can do honey straight off of a teaspoon or mix it into some tea. Honey yeah, actually has a, a lot of great properties to help yeah. um, just fight off 
yeah yucky stuff so yeah Definitely. just like soothe your throat and, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and even if you look at the statistics honey has more data behind it than almost any colder flu medication does really? so don't be scared Whoa. to use some of those um home remedies they, yeah they yeah. are very beneficial yeah because from what i've heard the kid like cold and medicine doesn't really yeah, right. Not much. And it makes them sleepy. Yeah. And, not yeah. much data behind it, but okay. if it's one of those things that you know works for you, mm-hmm. or you're, yeah. you know, you're willing to try anything at that yeah. point, yes. it's definitely <laughs> worth considering. We all reach that point. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. We always <laughs> encourage that you read the labels, though, because some of those cold and flu medications have multiple components to them, yeah. and so especially if you have a child with allergies or sensitivities, yeah. you just want to keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like you mentioned, steam showers, humidified yeah. air, um, in a sick kids bedroom can really help because that helps to loosen up the mucus so that they can cough it out I think um Caitlin's an expert at um snot suction (laughs) are (laughs) you with her experience in the NICU (laughs) oh absolutely (laughs) what do you what do you use what's it called the dap yeah the one you get when everybody has a baby yeah (laughs) Yeah, so you can use a bulb syringe um the nose frida is a great option for at home Mm -hmm. they have both it's so very strange it's a mental mind game when that (laughs) it really is there is a filter filter. (laughs) (laughs) it can't get to you right sometimes we're like okay here there is a filter saw this video and a woman went up to her kid's nose Mm -hmm. and just oh yeah blew i was like that is disgusting with her lips Yes. Okay, that's there's a viral video going around of a mom doing a, a neti pot or like a saline rinse to her okay. kiddo's nose in this giant booger. I think I saw that one. Yeah, so I was like, okay, that's... clearing out that mucus, I mean, it definitely helps with symptom management. Yeah, yes. it absolutely does. So um, there are a lot of saline sprays that you can buy at the store. Um, and just a couple drops in each nostril will kind of help helping to break that stuff, stuff up. Okay. Yeah, it'll help thin out the the mucus so that they can, if your child is old enough to blow their nose, they can blow their nose. Um, or yeah. you can get at it with suction. Um, like we said, with the bulb syringe or with a nose Frida, they have electric um, like nose Frida suction things as well. Um, all of those are good options. The one thing that I always caution parents against when it comes to suction is if you see something, you can go for it, but try not to like dig up. Become too there. obsessed okay. with yeah. suctioning. Don't overdo it because <laughs> you can overdo it, and then what happens is we just irritate all that tissue, and it becomes swollen, and then oh, and you kind of just are made it worse, making the problem a little bit more tricky. Okay. Um, so I always just like to say, be careful. Don't don't become too too into it. So. Okay, yeah. it is humorous when you ask your child to blow their nose as a toddler and they're like <laughs> trying but they can't or like they just it. make the noise with their mouth you're like that's, that's not actually not right. my daughter wants to blow her own nose right now which is just oh. dabbing a Kleenex on her face do you remember when they're much. like well say pre-kids and you're like why does that mother not like clean that not kid's nose? <laughs> but then you have a kid, and you're like, I get it, right. I get it. I wipe your like, nose a million times. Or a you day. try and or wipe that towel. I was like, nose. you try to hold that you one down, them and you grab. Yeah, right. I was like, it's just not worth. It's, it's not, worth, not the worth the meltdown. <laughs> nope. Exactly. I always wonder the things that change after you actually have kids. So yeah. true. Or the the dirty outfits too. You yes. know, once oh the outfit gosh. gets a spill or a booger on it, it's. Yeah. I'm not changing them. Or like, <laughs> how do you lose a shoe when you see like a kid with a shoe? Oh. How does one lose a shoe? And then I actually was another reel I was watching. The kid's in the back seat and just 
chucks his shoe out the, <laughs> oh, that's how out the window. Too. I was like, okay, I, I, I need to stop judging. <laughs> yes. Right? Like, you know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's ways. Kids figure it out, right? Ain't that the truth. All right, Caitlin, I have this question. Since yeah. you worked in the NICU with babies and newborns, do you have any, like, advice for the new mom with a baby, like, swaddling or... Yeah, in terms of, like, comforting babies. Comforting babies. Yeah, I always um, like to kind of help parents to learn the... They're referred to as the five S's. So swaddling, shushing, sucking, um side or stomach position and swinging or swaying mm-hmm. um so swaddling a, a lot of, of shusher i always shush, shush, shush. oh yeah <laughs> i i do that so frequently I that know. my husband's like i'm sorry i'll be more quiet i was like no no i'm not no, shushing not you. you it's something about like the regular rhythm sometimes i might shush you but now yeah. my toddler if now my toddler shushes i'm like baby's sleeping she goes Oh, <laughs> as you're seeing it, I'm like want to rock and yeah, and, and pat sway, their right. booty <laughs> the mom's way. Um, yeah, so those are that's a great place to start if you know you've tried yeah. feeding, you've tried changing, changing their mm-hmm. diaper, all those other little things. Um, one little caveat that I have to say about side or stomach position: make sure that you're always putting your baby to sleep on their back. Um, that's been scientifically. Um, linked with a reduced chance of sudden infant death. So um, I always make sure that I share that with parents. But that doesn't mean that when your baby is crying that you can't kind of hold them on their stomach in your arm or in more of like a sideline kind of position, um, like a football. That Mm -hmm. is actually really comforting, especially if they're having some tummy ache, if they're having gas Mm -hmm. troubles. Um, That position is actually a lot more comfortable for them than being on their back or held up um, upright or anything like that. So swaddling, some babies hate it um, it's so initially. Funny how different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, it's funny because, you know, being a NICU nurse for six years, I have swaddling down. Oh, yeah. So sure I thought yeah. oh, God, <laughs> I could like not it. keep Elena Stop swaddled. It. I love when those things happen <laughs> where you're like, I know the right way. And like, like, I no. got this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've had other nurses be like, can you show me how you swaddle? Because, like, those kids, they just stay so comfor- comfortable. And then I could not keep Elena swaddled at all. She, she always like she busted out. out. Like she a did. football player. Yeah. Like a, mm-hmm. okay. She wanted cool. them up. So it took a little bit of time. Um, but what the swaddling does is it helps to suppress their startle reflex. So right. it does help them to sleep a little more deeply. Okay. Um, but that doesn't mean that they aren't going to love it for like the first minute or so. So if mm-hmm. you get them swaddled and then you can kind of comfort them by rocking them, um, swaying, swinging, whatever, that kind of helps to settle them. And then that'll hopefully help them to sleep a little deeper. Um, and then sucking, whether it's on their thumb, mm-hmm. on a clean finger, <laughs> um, yeah. or a pacifier. Important. Yeah. Uh-huh. Some, um, you know, some people don't like to use pacifiers and that's okay. We all can have our mm-hmm. own choices. Um, so you can offer like a finger for just a second because sucking actually is soothing for them. Mm -hmm. So helps them to kind of comfort themselves. And so, yeah, I like to always go over those five S's. S's So are good. Really good. good. Yes. Every mother should know the five S's. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I feel like we touched on everything, right? Yes. Any other words of advice or anything you want to share with the mamas, either of you? Yes. Can you share like either good advice you've been given or bad advice you've you've been given? You guys both have littles, right? So you're in the thick of it. I think the other thing. Oh yeah. How has your parent like? (laughs) 
So speaking of, like, we were different before having kids. So you were a doctor before you had kids, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like doctors and nurse. And how have you changed as your profession yes, that's now that one. you have children? You become a mom. I think, like you said, I'm so much more empathetic of these parents that come into my offices. I yeah. previously used to, like... <laughs> I'm not going to lie, like kind of roll my eyes at people who oh, would yeah. bring their kids in and they would be like, they they said their throat hurts. And I'm like, OK, but they're fine. And yeah, now I'm yeah. like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Like you just it so badly. Strap, it could be. Right. You just so badly want that child to feel better. And, and when you're yeah. a parent, you you, you know, seeing them unwell, there is such value also in sometimes having somebody else evaluate them and saying, mm-hmm. you know, it is a virus or it is a cold. You know, here's some like we talked about home remedies to help or you or know, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, to have that reassurance. I I think that's something that's changed dramatically in me as a provider is that I I totally get it. And so I will never fault any parent for bringing their kid to be evaluated for any reason because mm-hmm. you know, when you're in the thick of it it's and that's all you yeah. know with that one kiddo, it really helps to have somebody who's seen hundreds of children mm-hmm. um, lay eyes on them and say, "Yes, I'm worried. No, I'm not." So Yeah, mm-hmm. that is true. It's really yeah, that, that true. level of reassurance is is really valuable. Mm-hmm. And it's neat to hear because I'm sure doctors get it a lot where they're like they did not need to bring this child in, but it's neat to hear you say like you're never going to fault them. Like, you right. know what they're, mm-hmm. they just yeah. want the best for their kiddo. And hopefully patients out there will remember that you guys are people too and yeah. not yes. fault you if sometimes your answer is they're going to be okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something too that like I've been on the flip side. I've taken my sick child in and they've been like, nope, no ear infection. Keep going. And I'm like, oh, dang it. Really? Because yeah. <laughs> sure. sometimes you want that quick fix. Right. I know right. We were, we were yeah. kind of touching on that in our MOPS group. But um, mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier, it's 90% viral. Yeah. Um, and that means that an antibiotic isn't going to benefit that child. And we really want to reserve antibiotics for when they're necessary because mm, right. we don't want to be creating resistant we bugs. Want them to always work exactly we want our antibiotics to keep working so as much as hearing that it's a virus and you just have to keep doing what you're doing can be frustrating Mm -hmm. um not needing a prescription medication is is a good thing Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah and remember that that's not a bad thing right that's not a bad thing (laughs) and we'll always be happy to reevaluate that child if something changes or if you Mm -hmm. don't feel like they're recovering as quickly as they should because sometimes those bacterial illnesses do show up yeah. it's not zero percent so of course mm-hmm. there is a role for antibiotics but we want to keep that appropriate yeah. which is it's tough on both sides yes, it is i'm <laughs> yeah. sure mm-hmm. yeah right. well we like to wrap things up yes. with some yeah like she was saying either the worst advice you were given or the <laughs> best advice you were given we've had some silly stories so it can be silly or serious um that either you've heard be- you know before you had kids or i don't know as a doctor i don't know yeah. what do you think any any area <laughs> i'm trying to think of one myself do you have any I'm trying to think like maybe a holiday something for the holidays like, yeah. Everybody get along with their family. Nope. <laughs> nope. Did you guys have family in for the holidays? We did. Yeah, we okay. hosted. I had 20 people at my house yesterday, oh, yeah. so Whoa. we survived. And, and you cooked? I cooked, yeah. Okay. I, I made the turkey, and everyone else brought all the side dishes, so it turned out well. Okay. And we'll, mm-hmm. we'll pray that we didn't. That we all stay well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you yeah, know, like large gatherings later, are like, a little fearful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but... Um, I think my advice for anyone as a parent would just be mm-hmm. to remember that like every provider has their own experience and their own opinions. Mm-hmm. And so 
you could talk to 10 different doctors and get 10 different recommendations for your Mm -hmm. child. And so it's important to remember that you're not doing anything wrong. Mm -hmm. There's just a lot of ways that you can do Mm -hmm. things right. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, keep in mind, you know, some doctors will say yes, nasal suction. Some will say no because Mm -hmm. they don't want you to overdo it or, or, you know, Tylenol four hours, Tylenol six hours. And so sometimes that advice can be really overwhelming. You're like, geez, I can't get anything right. And it's not that you're doing it wrong. It's just that there's a lot of different ways to to do things. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of individualized ways to do things. So I I think think it's valuable to keep that in mind. I think you said, Caitlin, at the beginning to trust your mom, mama gut. I think there's a lot to that. Like, oh, yeah, we you know, like, you know, your kid, you know what, you know, and I think we need to learn to trust that more. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's one thing that we um, kind of reinforce in the NICU, too, um, with our NICU parents. If you feel like your baby is acting differently, we we don't take that lightly. I mean, that Mm -hmm. that's important. I think that God gave us intuition for a reason. And Mm -hmm. so. We definitely need to trust that. Um, there have been even some situations with Elena where, you know, maybe to somebody else she would have seemed like she was okay, but I knew yeah, that there know. was something going on. Yeah. And eventually mm-hmm. we got down to the answer. So yeah. um, that is probably, I would say, my biggest piece of advice definitely. is mm-hmm. just trust your gut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. My, awesome. my advice. Yeah. This is you my have advice. Okay. Because okay. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Let me properly I'm a mom. I say. <laughs> um, but I think you know, when our kids are going through sickness, and you guys talked about this at MOPS, but Mm -hmm. um, having compassion for that mom who is, you know, been up all night with a puking kid or Mm -hmm. has just like, it's another child is sick. It's just, it's hard and weary on the mom, and especially when they're sick too. But I think as friends, we can reach out and say, hey, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Can I drop off a coffee for you? And maybe don't ask, just do. Just do it. Or just like checking in and being like, hey, you weren't at MOPS. I really missed you. I think that goes a long way. Just like compassion and, you know, just loving on that mom really well. Yeah, absolutely. I think because the the MOPS creed this year is we go together and and we all go through this together. Illness Mm -hmm. is not... um, And it's so isolating too. It's so isolating and we're all going to go through it at one Mm -hmm. time or another. Um, And so, yeah, I think like we touched on earlier too, the mom guilt and the mom blame and the isolation they can all be really really challenging parts mm-hmm. of illness so give yourself grace give your uh, mm-hmm. give your fellow mamas grace too because yeah. if you haven't gone through it yet i hate to tell you this you but it's you, coming but you, you will, will. <laughs> 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 you, know, you can't put your kids in bubbles no right no and it doesn't work like that i mean if just remember it is a good thing they're exposed to this because then they'll fight it and be stronger the next time yeah. so exactly yeah. We have to add a disclaimer that none of this is personal or individualized medical advice, and we always recommend that you discuss all things with your pediatrician. So take everything that you heard here as a mama to a mama chat and not as actual individualized medical advice. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Bye, guys. Bye. We'll see you later. Thank you guys so much for listening. A quick reminder that the opinions discussed are solely the opinions of the individuals and do not necessarily represent MOPS International or the chapel. If you wouldn't mind liking and subscribing to our podcast, it would mean so much to us. If you're feeling extra generous, even give us a little shout out or review. We love doing this. And with your help, we can continue to do so. So thank you in advance. Also, feel free to follow us and give us some love on our Instagram page, the Chapel Mops After Party. The Chapel Mops After Party is proud to be part of the Mops Podcast Network. 
There is a group of moms who get you, need you, and are here to remind you that you are never alone. So find your mom village online or in person at mops.org backslash find a group. 